It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It was a costly win for the Cowboys in Week 14 over the Texans. What does that mean for the rest of the season? All that and more this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked On. Locked, locked On. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do is pick two to five players, and if they score more or less in their Prize Pick projection, you can win up to ten times your money on any entry. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That is prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how are you doing on this Victory Monday? Uh, it's it's kind of a bittersweet one, right? Uh, it, obviously, we'll talk about some of the losses that the Cowboys incurred during this. Uh, but you know, look. As far as the game goes itself, never gonna, never gonna look a gift horse in the mouth. NFL nope. wins count, and and so we're, we're thrilled about that. Uh, th- these, I mean, and just to kind of put it into further perspective here, like every team, good teams including, uh, have have stinkers. They 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 have they have bad games. They just don't play well. Including the, the your division teams. rivals against the same exact team a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and and um. And the good teams may find a way to win those games, and the Cowboys yep. did. So that, that's the bottom line there. All right, we're going to talk about this win on both sides of the ball, why the offense struggled, why the defense couldn't get stops early. But we need to talk about the big news of the day, and that's Cowboys right tackle Terrence Steele. Uh, he was injured. Was it right before halftime or right after halftime? I don't even remember now. I kind of feel like it was right before halftime. Right before halftime yeah. with a knee injury. Uh, it was confirmed today that he has both an ACL and MCL tear. Uh, I saw a report from Michael Gelkin of the Dallas Morning News that said it's very similar to the injury that Michael Gallup suffered. So obviously he's out for the rest of this season. You have to wonder if he'll be ready for week one. It's just a brutal blow, Lena, because he was playing so well. Yeah, you know, the Cowboys had been kind of lucky these last few weeks and had avoided a lot of major injuries outside of obviously what they had suffered early in the season with with Dak and Tyron. So, um, you know, it's just unfortunate. This is a guy who, uh, you know, I mean, just you couldn't root for any harder. I mean, he come in, came in as an undrafted free agent on a team filled with uh, with of talent uh, and was the weak link his rookie year. And it was just, you know, kind of constantly – uh, put upon because of, of of you know being thrown out there as an undrafted free agent and having to struggle through all that, the, the amount of development that this guy has done over the last two seasons is frankly shocking. Yeah, uh, and, and he's developed into probably you know I think Zach Martin referred to him as the best offensive lineman on on the team. So uh, it's a huge blow to the Cowboys' run game. There's absolutely zero doubts about that. 
uh, and a huge blow to the team overall. I think that they'll try to you know find a way to kind of carry on, but it's it's obviously a monumental loss to the Cowboys offense. And we're going to have all offseason to talk about what do the Cowboys do with him because he's actually going into restricted free agency after this year, which complicates things even further. Um, you've got to wonder, like, how important is offensive tackle for this team kind of going forward if he's going to potentially miss the first six games of the season? Uh, but what do the Cowboys do the rest of this year? I I would assume it's going to be Jason Peters, correct? I think that, you know, what, what we'll see is Jason Peters. I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw more Jason uh, of a uh, Jason Ball. Ball, Josh Ball, uh, simply because, you know, that was a that was a difficult situation for Josh Ball to go out into. I think he will potentially put, play better with some with some, you know, practice snaps going in. Um, but I think that the point is, is the Cowboys are going to look at several options here. I, I think the problem with with it was great what Jason Peters did yesterday. Um, I, I have concerns about him doing it long term because he hasn't done hasn't had a lot of practice there, uh, and that obviously so, can lead to injury. So before <laughs> before this game, he had never played more than five snaps at right tackle in a season since 2006. That's how long yeah. it's been since he's played right tackle. Yeah, and and you know I have some concerns there. I mean, I, I'm sure that Jason does too. Um, and and I think that you know whenever you're asking a guy to switch sides, it's it's it can be dangerous. It can be you know dangerous for their health. So um, I, I you know it'll be interesting to see exactly how it plays out. Obviously, you feel more comfortable with Jason Peters in there, um, but maybe there's a way to kind of get Josh Ball better up. Uh, for this game than them you know look I, I don't know that he played absolutely atrociously i think he had two very very bad snaps which it wasn't a, a jazz green level performance no absolutely him. not no so uh we'll, we'll see how that develops and, and 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 maybe they kind of have a rotation situation that, like they have i was gonna say that's what i think is so, gonna happen to be honest probably. i think i think you'll see ball start these games and Peters rotate in and probably try to play 25-ish snaps a game. And maybe the more he plays, the more comfortable he gets. The Cowboys feel like, hey, we can lean on this guy in the playoffs. But I do think it's going to be a rotation. I think think we'll see both guys over there. I agree. I think there's not a straightforward plug-and-play solution here. I think it's going to be a combination of things. Now, I, I will also say with Tyron Smith, expected to be back either this week or next week it does allow you to do some things where you could shift protections over to the right side right because you don't think you have to help out tyron and tyler smith as much over there it's just it's a bummer that we never got to see the full offensive line for even one game this season right not even one snap not even one snap yeah it's it, it is frustrating i was thinking about that too you get so close and uh, you got so close for week one, and you got so close here yeah. to seeing it, and 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 unfortunately, it just didn't happen. But NFL teams have to deal with this all the time. Yes, right? the Cowboys. No one's, no one's crying for us, that's right? For sure. the, the Cowboys were very fortunate that they did not have a lot of injuries on the offensive line. You know, since week one, right after the Tyron news, they got to find a way to get through it, and they're going to have to overcome the Terrence Steele injury. It's a, it's a bummer. We hate it for him because he's such a good dude, and he's improved so much. Yeah. Um, gotta find ways to go get wins. Nobody's gonna feel bad for the Cowboys going Absolutely forward. Not. Right. Absolutely not. Let's uh let's talk about the actual game, Landon. Uh, but before we do that, we want to let you know that this podcast is presented by Turo. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car that you want 
wherever you want it from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Australia. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip or get that luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday. Or if you just need to find an affordable economy car, uh, if you're on a budget and just need to get from A to B, Turo can help you out there. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo.com. We also want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we are sure you're going to love. That's why you'll be able to find a sneak peek of Think Like a Champion available right now as a bonus episode on Locked On Presents. Think Like a Champion is a brand new podcast from Russell Wilson and Audible. Russ is a champion on the field, but off it, we rarely know how the grind on the path to greatness goes. Russell Wilson, alongside co-hosts Harry Wilson and Trevor Moad, dig into how high-performance athletes, artists, and leaders push the boundaries of their potential. You'll hear from Olympic medalists, Von Miller, and other NFL stars and business leaders. It's available for free on Audible or wherever you get your podcasts. Head over to Lockdown Presents for a sneak peek of Think Like a Champion or catch the full series available anywhere you get your podcast. Available everywhere right now. Audible. Get in the game. All right, let's talk about the Cowboys offense in this one. At times, Landon, they looked really good. First drive of the game, awesome. I, I was actually thinking of you like, yes, the Cowboys finally got off to mm-hmm. a great start. This is what it was supposed to look like, and then they sputtered the rest of the first half. But uh, why was it so choppy at offense for the Cowboys in this one? Well, I think really, you know, they struggled on early downs uh, at certain points, especially in the in the first half. You know, it felt like they got out to a good start. They got out and they got a touchdown. They got a three and out on defense. So you, you really can't, you know, kind of blame this on on a on a slow start. It it, it felt like they started fast. Suddenly they get a three and out. They uh, the the Texans punt the football. Cowboys muff the punt. Uh, Texans re- uh, recover the ball in, in really good field position, was able to score a touchdown. And then it felt like from that point on, uh, the Cowboys just felt a little discombobulated. And on uh, offense specifically, uh, you know, I-, I think going back and watching, I definitely want to go back and watch the All-22 and, and kind of get an idea what's going on there. But from what it seemed like, they- the Cowboys kind of just got into some uh, bad down a distance situations, mm-hmm. um, and then try to kind of dig their way out of that, which they couldn't. Uh, they got some bad results on on. I mean, they were getting, you know, they were getting bad results passing and running the football on first and second down oh, yeah. early in this game. Yep. Uh, Houston's Houston's defense, you know, came out to play. Uh, I think that they, you know, they they were out there playing at a high level of physicality. Uh, they, you know, just go back and watch the game and see how you know, how, how hard they were hitting folks. And like Zeke, you know, doesn't normally kind of go down with one hit, he got you know, rush several there times. In this co- a couple different times where you just saw him take absolute monster hits from these guys. And I, and I felt like, you know, there were like three or four guys on that Texans defense who really were taking this game personally and playing at an extremely high level. Um, you know, I, I think that we could talk about some of the miscues in, in the passing game, but uh, honestly it, Going back and watching it, it, it looked like there was some drops. It looked like there was Schultz a couple times. Play. No, there were a couple times yeah. when when they just they 
their linebackers made really great plays. You know, they were in drops and were able to get incredible ups. There was like at least three times when the linebackers shocked me with how well he was able to get up in the air and knock the ball well, you know, or t- get, make contact with the ball. And that was one of my takeaways. It felt like the Texans really were trying to make the middle of the field congested. Right. Like mm-hmm. Kirksey was getting so far back into his drops and messing up some of the throwing windows. And I just wonder, like, is this the way that teams are going to defend the Cowboys going forward? It's like, don't worry about the sidelines so much. We'll play man to man that way because I don't know if Dak is going to throw the ball 40 yards down the sideline to beat us. If we can jam everything up in the middle and take away the stuff to CD and Schultz, we can slow down their offense. I, I mean, I think that that's. They could certainly try that. I think other teams have tried that before and had real problems doing that. I, I to me, it, it seemed a lot more like Dak was just expecting, like he was expecting cover two and it was cover four, you know, or or like it just seemed like there was a lot more of the like not seeing the linebackers do kind of deep drops and thinking that he had more space than he really did to drop the ball behind the linebackers in front of the sure. safeties. And, and, and I mean, seriously, there were four plays at least where Kirksey or one of these other linebackers got up and got their hand on the ball and, and it would have been an easy pitch and catch completion for Dak. You know, th- there was just like a, a lot of kind of weird circumstance in this game. Not, not so much. I, I think, you know, kind of watching the game, it felt like that Dak was off at different points, but you go back and watch and like, he's throwing to open receivers. He's throwing to guys that like, you know, it's it, even his bad throws. It's like, you know, you th- I think about the Schultz throw that he, that he kind of dropped that it was like just a little behind him, you know, and it, it wasn't even like it was a terrible throw. So I just think that the Cowboys kind of got themselves into a situation where they got behind the chain, uh, behind the chains on a couple of early drives after that, obviously initial drive, uh, you know, kind of struggled to, to, you know, they, they, they look, they, they kind of go three and out, they go and score another touchdown, but then, you know, they have a couple of different drives in a row where they're struggling to kind of make things go, uh, make things go. They turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, it, it gets kind of compounded by the fact that, and we'll talk about the defense in a second. It felt like the defense really kind of struggled to do the things that the defense does well and, and, and get, get off the field quickly to get the ball back to the Dallas offense to kind of rectify yeah. what we've seen. The, the Cowboys had their chances to score a ton of points in this game, yeah. right? They got stuffed at fourth and two uh, at the two-yard line, right? Zeke just got ear-holed on the play. Uh, they had – I think it was right before halftime. They had a chance – uh, maybe it was after halftime, the Schultz one where Schultz drops a touchdown in the end zone. They have to settle for a field goal. Like they had their opportunities to easily score 35 points in this game. They finished with 27. They had over 400 yards of offense. Like as bad as it felt, I mean, it, it really wasn't all that bad. Like they, they no. were moving the ball a lot in this game. Yeah, they had like, they had success. It just felt like they, you know, got into situations where, they got into the red zone. They, they committed a penalty or something, or they had a, a negative three yard run. You know, they had a lot of negative plays that were not penalty related. That were that kind of were not quite yeah. drive killers, but close to it. And some of them were drive killers. And I think that's where they struggled to overcome. And then you know, once Terrence Steele got hurt, uh, it, it 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 kind of muddied the 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 pocket a little bit more. And that's when you see. Yep. You know, Dak throw the interception uh, out, out of the end zone because his arm gets hit. You know, you see, you know, that sort of thing. So I just right. think that 
Dax once 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 uh, Steele went out and and you know for the first few kind of series while Ball was in there, it wasn't terrible, but it certainly wasn't what they were used to, and they were already kind of in a rut. So it took a little while to kind of re-steady the ship. And honestly, just the inability to kind of consistently run the football the way that they expected to uh, at different points, the numbers look good. But there were just too many times when you were hoping that you could get your your, your kind of an earlier second down run just to get some positive yardage. Uh, I, there were too many times in this game where they were in like second and 12 or, you know, behind the chains early uh, and, 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 and kind of made for, for difficult third down situations at times. They still had four drives of 60 or more yards in this game. Yeah. I mean, they didn't play terribly. It's, it's just obviously not as what we expected against this team. Right. And with the injuries and everything that, you know, the context of all of what's going on with Houston. Right. Um, the offensive line was fine at times in this game. Uh, early on, they looked really good. In the second half, Houston started to get a little bit of a beat on them, uh, but it was fine. It's just it was a weird game. The entire game just felt weird on both sides of the ball. I, I mean, it, I hate to blame it all on one person, but the Gavante Turpin fumble on the punt felt like it changed the entire game. And right? because, and his, and him uh, not catching that 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 uh, punt later mm-hmm. on and letting it kind of go down to the one. I thought that that was also a, a pretty serious mistake on his part. Just didn't play well. Just just yeah. didn't play well, and you, you you score on the first drive of the game. You get a three and out. You, you would have had great field position. He fumbles the kick, and all of a sudden, it's a 7-7 game, and it feels like, uh-oh, here we go again. But we should give credit to the Cowboys and Dak. It would have been very easy yeah. at the end of this game just to be like, you know what? Uh, it's not our day. It happens. Uh, let's Let's move forward. But no, they have a they have an awesome touchdown drive, the best drive they've had all season long. Uh, they had multiple chances to score a touchdown at the end, and they got it done. So I, you do have to give the offensive credit for playing a bad game, but still figuring out, out a way to, to to make it not so bad at the end. Yeah, I mean, we got to remember they, they played with despite <laughs> they played with really crappy field position in the second half, right? Like they yeah. st- obviously they started out with with the, the turnover, and then they weren't able to kind of punch it in. And then after that, they only had one drive that started uh, on the 25 or better. The, the final three drive. well, let's not even count that last, final final two, three drives. That will count, the, the, obviously, the Neal drive. The, they all started, uh, you know, inside the 10 or better or worse, you know. So I think that that was a huge part of it. Obviously, the interception coming on in, in their basically in their own end zone was felt like a game ender, you know. And I think that that's, again, why we're kind of, that that whole sequence of getting the ball like at the twelve yard line, then going three and out, then forcing a punt, and then getting the ball on our own one, throwing an yep. interception, like at that point it felt like, oh god, this cow- the Cowboys are losing this game. It's over. Uh, the, the huge stand. We'll talk about the stand on defense, uh, and then you know the Cowboys get the ball back again, except this time on like the two yard line, and 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 part of you is like, well, what's to think that this is going to be any different than last than last drive? And they just completely turn it on, and and they go ninety eight yards. Dak looks magnificent. The run game looks solid, and they score the they score a touchdown like they obviously knew that they were always were going to. So, you know, it's 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 tough when the, your team doesn't play consistently well. But the but the truth of the matter is is that there is still times when this offense can just turn it on and suddenly, you know, if, if it's a one score game, the Cowboys are back in it and, and taking the lead. 
We actually predicted this on Friday. If you go back and listen, yeah. we said, hey, if the Cowboys are going to be losing in this game, it's only going to be by like a field goal or four points, and the Cowboys will still have a chance to, to win it at the end. Even if they play a really crappy game, they're still going to ha- have a chance because of all their talent. That's exactly the way that it played out. Uh, yep. So kudos to the offense for figuring it out at the end. Let's talk about the defense because the defense had a very interesting day. Uh, but before we do that, I want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do is pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than the prize pick projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball. Women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. They are currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. Download the Price Pick app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, Price Picks will give you 100. You deposit 50, they'll give you 50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Landon, let's talk about the Cowboys' defense in this game. Uh, The Texans ran for 114 yards on 37 carries. Damian Pierce, 22 carries for 78 yards and a touchdown. But if you remove his one long run, which was a 24-yarder, he had 21 carries for 54 yards, averaged 2.5 yards a carry. The Cowboys stopped the run, and they almost lost this game. I mean, honestly, let's not take the 24 yards out. Even with the 24 yards, Damian Pierce was 22 for 78 with three and a half yards per carry. I'll take it, man. As a team, they ran for 3.1 yards per carry. That's not great. That's exactly what you're looking for in this game, you know? And, and, And that's, that is honestly, that meets all the marks you want. Like, I saw a lot of people complaining about, like, how the Cowboys can't stop a running quarterback. You know, Driscoll had 36 yards total. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like they were absolutely killing on us seven on carries. It's not like, like yeah, if you yeah. did it on two carries, it's a little different. And 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 let's also keep in mind that like the reason that even even it was that effective is because they pulled this two quarterback uh, situation completely out of thin air. This was fully made for the Cowboys. Like, yeah. so that was I think part of the the, the element of the. Offense and I think the defense that we need to account for is that Houston played this game like it was their Super Bowl in the sense that they completely changed their offense. They completely changed their defense in order to try to beat the Cowboys. And they were playing completely differently than in anything you've seen on TV. Which is so good far. coaching, by the way. Yeah, I, absolutely. Absolutely. But it's also like, you know, I mean, this wasn't, you know, like you just lined up uh, a bad team versus a good team and, and faced off. Like they were throwing out all the stops. 
and 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 at certain points it was working. I think the one thing that that I would take away from the defensive performance that is concerning is that it just felt like the Cowboys were unable to get any kind of pressure on the quarterback at all. And and yeah, I and I understand that a lot of it was screens, a lot of it was quick passes, a lot of it was obviously attempts to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands quickly. But there were there, but on the, the the plays where they were dropping back to throw the ball, there were just too many times when when Mills had too much time back there to throw the ball in clean pockets. Uh, I you know we got no sacks in that game yesterday. I'm pretty sure total, no. uh, and not a ton of QB hits. So and I think that that is where. The Cowboys really run in, ran into problems because the, you know the big plays that they were able to make in the passing game, you know it's it's because Mills was able to sit back there all day and and, and wait for somebody to get open or, or throw the ball down the field. So that's where I have the most concerns, and that's where I feel like the Cowboys defense kind of still needs to obviously play better football than they did last week or last Sunday. They got one QB hit, and it was on yeah, the final play of the game. The Hail Mary, on Dorrance Armstrong forced it, who ended up getting hurt on that play. He rolled his ankle um, wearing a boot. That, that was it. That was the only QB hit they had. Uh, Micah Parsons, almost invisible in this game, didn't do a lot. The one guy, though, that we need to talk about because he saved this game is Demarcus Lawrence. Demarcus Lawrence, right? Yeah. I just doesn't get enough credit uh, for how well he played in this game. He had five stops in this game, including maybe one of the most important of his career yes. on a third down play. He knifes in, gets a, not only does he make the tackle, but he makes a tackle for like a loss of like two yards. So now instead of it being fourth and goal at the one foot y- yard, it's like first thing or fourth and goal at the two and a half yard line that changes up the play that Houston has to do on fourth down and the Cowboys get the stop. I just, Lawrence has done this several times this year at the goal line, made a big stop, and the Cowboys end up stopping the opponent. It's it, it's truly remarkable how good he's been this year. Yeah, and that's why, you know, again, like we talked about how if it's a one-score game, the Cowboys are probably going to find a way to win this game because they have playmakers who, at the moments you need them, they show up, you know, and they make plays like that. And, uh, and, and obviously the Cowboys had some on defense and they had some on offense as well. And, and they needed both. They needed, you know, w- w- considering where they were previous to that, having just thrown an interception, having just, you know, given the ball away inside their own, basically inside their own red zone. Uh, they needed a big play from the defense to get the ball back in, in without, you know, giving up a score, which was incredible. And they needed a play from their offense to, uh, to, to go that distance. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's tough to kind of feel so. I mean, it's not tough, but it's it, it's just crazy to feel so so much one way about this team for fifty eight minutes of this game, and then mm-hmm. suddenly to see what they did, you know, on the on the for four downs of, of defense, and then for ninety eight yards on offense, uh, it really just shows you just exactly how talented this team is. It honestly it reminded me of like Tom Brady or 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 Aaron Rodgers, you know, kind of playing like crap for 58 minutes and then, Oh, hold on. Yeah. Let me just go win the game real quick. Yeah. Uh, I want to give some credit to the defensive tackles. I thought they all played pretty well. Yeah. Wahana, Carlos Watkins, even Hankins before he got hurt. Also Diggy Zua. They, those guys all played Gallimore. so well. Gallimore played maybe his best season, best game of the season. As far as I'm concerned, he had that pass deflection uh, on a big second mm-hmm. down that, that got us to third down. And then he's the one who made that fourth down tackle. On that mm-hmm. same uh, uh, on that same goal line stand, so yeah, I agree. I thought that Hankins before he got hurt, uh, Watkins continues to show you that he's a valuable member of this team, right? And he's, the Cowboys made the right decision keeping him over 
uh, Tristan Hill. Tristan Hill, and 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 I think yeah, obviously Odigizua had a had a nice game, had a sack that got called back because of an offsides penalty. I don't really understand how that happened, but uh, yeah, and then you know obviously I think there was just a lot of other kind of key uh, 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 defensive con- contributions at, at at key moments that were really big. I mean, obviously you talked about the defense tackles, but I thought Deron Bland had a, had a really good game. I thought the linebacker, I thought Leighton Vander Esch had I don't know. Not- Two two hundred tackles in this game, or something like that. Best game like, I've seen Van Rush play in several years, I think. So yeah, the linebackers I think have started to play really good football, and you can see that in kind of the the rushing totals, especially. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought that you know, some of the key players that we weren't exactly sure. Look, we talked about how the interior of this offensive line was something that could be exposed. Kenyon Green got injured, I think, early in this game. I'm not sure that he ever came back. He did and come he were, back for a little bit, yep. He did, okay. okay. Uh, you know, you weren't really sure exactly how the Cowboys were going to find a way to exploit. We thought maybe it would be lots of stunts going inside, but but to have the defensive tackles take care of business themselves, that works for me. And and, and really, especially in this kind of game, they were able to control the line of scrimmage, and it, it made a huge difference in the run game specifically. We're going to have all week to look at the film and talk about some of our biggest takeaways, but – feels like Calvin Joseph is on the Chittabaya Wuzier track where you have just awesome coverage, but guys continue to make ridiculous catches over and over again. I, I don't, right. I don't get it. Can we, can we talk about that one? Was that a catch to no. you? I, no, I, it even, wasn't a catch to me. I, I don't really understand how it was a catch. Even and Dean then, Blandino, uh, noted cowboy hater says he was shocked that they didn't overturn that. To, I, uh, yeah. I gotta say, cause that ball hit the ground. Like he never moved. had like, control. Yeah. And, 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 and on the flip side of that, like how and again this is now 2 weeks where i don't understand the rules of catching the football in the end zone how was michael gallup's not a touchdown cuz they said he didn't get his other foot down but he got his butt down which is supposed i don't supposed to equal 2 feet but <laughs> i it felt I, like it felt I, like I don't that even was a to know anymore i don't it, it felt like that was a keep it close call it felt like both of them were keep it close calls to my in my opinion but what do i know but yeah, it was. I mean, look, I, let's talk about Kelvin Joseph real quick before we go. I, I do think that he gave up the one big play that uh, you know, questionable, uh, and then he had obviously had a huge pass deflection later. I thought overall he played fine. You know, I, I mean, honestly, if, if yeah, we're using Anthony, Anthony Brown as the standard, I think he played at a level of Anthony Brown. Anthony I don't Brown think there was like several deviations away from what Brown has played, right? No, absolutely not. Like, so I think that you can live with that level of play from Kelvin Joseph. He's, you know, he's not going to yes. actually get you murdered. So, uh, you know, if he, if, if that's what we're going to get each week for the rest of the time with from Kelvin Joseph, we're going to be okay. At least on that front. Yeah, I, I agree. We need to have a conversation about Anthony Barr. Not today, not today, but maybe tomorrow because he was not great this game. At least in my opinion. No. We'll talk about that. I mean, uh, Bland's the guy, right? It's it's pretty clear. At this or, point. or Clark. Clark's the guy. I'm sorry, Clark. Yes, yes. I'm always getting Bland and Clark. Yeah, I know. It's those day three rookies. Uh, we'll talk about that later this yeah. week. But we want to thank you for uh, making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All the same places that you would download the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. Check us out over on YouTube. You can follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy Victory Monday, and we'll see you guys right back here tomorrow.
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.